Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mari Bolaños in San Francisco. There are widespread power outages, floods, evacuations, and more as an atmospheric river continues to run through California. Thunderstorms have added to the heavy rain and strong winds in the Bay Area and San Joaquin Valley overnight. In San Luis Obispo County, the National Weather Service put out a flood watch through this morning with expected rainfall between 4 to 8 inches in the foothills and mountains. And down the 101 highway in Santa Barbara County, the entire town of Montecito has been evacuated. The order comes exactly five years to the day after a deadly mudslide destroyed or damaged hundreds of homes there after rain washed out a wildfire burn scar. 23 people were killed. Part of Santa Barbara and the nearby communities of Carpinteria and Summerland were also ordered to evacuate yesterday. For more, we're joined by KQED reporter Dan Brecky. So until yesterday, much of the focus has been on the northern part of the state. Are things changing now? Yes, things changed dramatically yesterday. Until then, the focus had been on the northern part of the state, sort of both sides of the Golden Gate, where these atmospheric river storms have been arriving regularly for the last two weeks. They've been triggering widespread local flooding, uh, flooded streets and that kind of thing, and also creating rapid rises on rivers, uh, fears of very severe flooding in some places like along the Russian River in the town of Guerneville, and actually forcing evacuations uh, during the day yesterday in Santa Cruz County. What changed is that that latest atmospheric river storm moved south along the coast, dumped lots of rain as it went. And then when it got to uh, San Luis Obispo and Santa Barbara County, it really uh, slammed into the coast and created fears of of really uh, widespread flash flooding and forced these evacuations from Montecito that you mentioned. And in Montecito, are they worried at all about mudslides? Yes, mudslides are the central concern. That's because the mountains there are very steep. The canyons and creeks that lead down to the coast from the uh, from the high mountains 
are very narrow. Um, the uh, water coming down them can really pick up speed. And when you have burn scars, as they have in that area, that creates the potential for debris flows, which can bury houses and actually hold neighborhoods. And what can we expect for the rest of the week? Well, we're going to see rain all day today uh, along the coast. Um, we don't know how severe it will be, but there's the potential for widespread thunderstorms. Um, those thunderstorms could have uh, periods of uh, brief but very intense rain. And so that's a concern. After that, it actually ought to get pretty nice um, in most of the state and it will have a chance to dry out. Um, going forward, We'll see what happens over the weekend. There's a storm that's supposed to arrive late Friday or perhaps Saturday, uh, potential for more rain um, and, and maybe a lot of rain in some places. And after that, things ought to calm down a little and we have a real chance to dry out starting maybe the weekend after that, say around January 20th. Thanks so much, Dan. You're welcome. That was KQED reporter Dan Brecky. Later this morning, Governor Gavin Newsom is set to outline his spending priorities for 2023 through mid-2024. The new budget proposal comes at a time when the state is facing a projected $24 billion deficit, a sharp contrast to the last year when California had a record surplus. As advocates and lawmakers wait to see how Newsom plans to bridge these gaps, CalMatters Capital reporter Alexei Kosev has some context. So just because there's an expected $24 billion deficit doesn't mean California is looking at $24 billion in cuts. There are other things the state can do to close a budget gap, including potentially tapping into reserves or clawing back money that was set aside last year for one-time spending for new programs. So while advocates have expressed concerns about cuts to social services like health care for undocumented immigrants, those kinds of cuts are probably the last thing that Governor Newsom and the legislature want to do. It's bad politics for them. But if the situation is worse than we expect, those cuts could become inevitable. That's CalMatters' Alexi Kosef. You'll be able to find a full budget analysis from Alexi later today at calmatters.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. It's official. 
Bakersfield native Kevin McCarthy claimed the Speaker's gavel in the House of Representatives early Saturday after a historic 15 rounds of voting. To get there, the San Joaquin Valley Republican made many concessions to party hardliners. But he didn't miss a beat during his acceptance speech that made frequent reference to his Central California upbringing. KVPR's Joshua Yeager reports. In a potential rejoinder to critics, McCarthy invoked this Buck Owens country hit, Streets of Bakersfield, during his first speech as Speaker in Washington. Well, I've walked those streets my entire life. I know it's people. They're hardworking and relentless, optimistic about our future. And I'm very honored to have the opportunity to represent them. Back home, longtime supporters such as Skip Ogle cheered on McCarthy. He says having a San Joaquin Valley native in Congress's top position will benefit the region. It's a prestigious job. I think it's good for us. Might, maybe we'll get a little bit of that pork coming back here. <laughs> Despite the Valley shoutouts, during his speech, McCarthy pledged to work for all Americans. He highlighted securing the southern border, boosting domestic energy production, and competing with China as top priorities. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager in Bakersfield. And that's the California Report for Tuesday, January 10th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day and stay dry. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.